How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. All right, who wants to talk about money? With all that's going on in the world, in the economy, this time is terrifying for most people with a business and really for everyone in general. So with worry about losing jobs and losing income at an all-time high, we need a cushion. We need to talk about money now more than ever, right? We need to make sure we are diversifying our income, which means that we have multiple streams of income coming in. We don't just have maybe our teaching salaries, but we have money coming in from other places as well. And online businesses, thankfully, are still thriving with everything going on today. And so this is the perfect opportunity to talk about how you can make money online as a teacher. Uh, I want to start, though, with a story. There's a picture going around the internet, um, mostly in mom communities, and it's of this one particular mom, but I think other moms started taking their picture like this, too. But this one particular mom, she had given birth, and she obviously we're in a pandemic right now. So the picture shows her in bed after labor with the baby in her arms, and she has her fist straight up in the air. Now, I want to talk about that picture. It's, it has some significance, but there's a little bit of a story behind it. I haven't talked much about my experience with being pregnant during this time, um, mostly because I don't want my worries and my own anxiety to seem like it trumps someone else's worry or anxiety. It is, I'm sure, minimal compared to what other people are going through. Um, everyone is struggling with something right now, but I did want to take a minute to share the story about what's been going on with me before I jump into the four ways to make money online, because it's all going to tie together with an important lesson. It all has a point. This is my third pregnancy and I'm due in about a month. I've, I, it's going to be less than a month, just mark my words, but I'm due in a month. I had severe postpartum anxiety with my firstborn, and that subject isn't as widely talked about as I believe that it should be, and I, it needs its own podcast episode, and I think I've said that before. I keep meaning to record one, but I struggled with postpartum anxiety with my firstborn, and I struggled with it with my second baby as well, but it wasn't nearly as debilitating as it was with the first. And so by the time I had my second baby, I kind of like knew what was going on. I knew it was postpartum anxiety. So I had the tools and the support to deal with it where the first time around, I had no idea what it was. No one was talking about it. And I just felt like I was the only person in the world that was dealing with it. Going into my third pregnancy, I felt 100% prepared. I knew it was going to come. I can't avoid it. I think it's something that I just have, you know, that just happens to me. But I 
couldn't have predicted that even though I was felt felt 100% prepared to deal with this postpartum anxiety and, and anxiety beforehand because I have anxiety in general, but I never could have predicted that there would be these factors that would play into the anxiety because of a pandemic that was going to happen when I was due to give birth. I really couldn't have seen that coming. And now I'm here. And of course, it's been just like it has been for many of you in many different circumstances. It's been an adjustment of my expectations. And if you have anxiety, you know all too well that one of the most difficult pieces of of anxiety is just the difficulty with adjusting the picture you had in your mind of the way things were supposed to be. Control feels good and being out of control and not being able to see what's going to happen, picture it and envision it. um, That's when the anxiety sort of takes over and gets worse. So in my mind, my third pregnancy would be my last. I knew it was going to be or I wanted it to be much more relaxed than it was with my first two. With my first two, because of the postpartum anxiety, uh, the newborn months really are a blur. And I spent a lot of them just kind of in this state of worry to the point where I couldn't really think about my own needs and really couldn't get one foot in front of the other, to be honest. So it felt like a blur. And I knew this time because I was prepared, I was going to do it all right. I was going to slow down. I was simply going to enjoy these moments with the new baby. I was going to send the other two kids off to daycare so that I could have the time to bond with my last little one. And obviously all of that has changed. The daycare plans have changed. I will definitely be giving my attention to all three children during my maternity leave, not just the one. But beyond that, many of the factors surrounding the actual birth are changing daily and are very unknown. In New York, as of today, right now, when I'm recording this podcast, and it can change in five minutes, but as of right now, Matt is able to come with me to the hospital, thank goodness, as long as he's not sick. And as long as we're both not sick, we will be able to keep the baby in the room with us after the birth, as usual. Um, We may have to wear masks. There are some things, some other things that are different. We are definitely eating hospital food. He's not allowed to leave the room or anything like that. And I know this is all for our protection and for the baby's protection. And I completely understand that. Um, But it's just so different. And in my last pregnancies right now, I was like putting together in the nursery and looking up what to pack in my hospital bag on Pinterest. And I had an adorable brand new bag for the hospital with like a matching robe for me and the baby and some beautiful swaddles. And there was a photographer coming and all sorts of fun stuff in, in the celebratory moment. And now I'm looking up how to pack my stuff in disposable bags, how to sanitize them when we get home, how to bring almost nothing with us so that we don't uh, transfer any germs. I know this is not the worst situation that's out there. I know it is minimal compared to what others are going through. But in my little bubble of a world, it has been very difficult to adjust my expectations around this. And it's been difficult to have all of the anxiety and the emotions and all of this uncertainty in a time that's usually reserved for celebration and excitement. And I tell this story because I realized the other day, and maybe I've known this all along, but I had this kind of big moment where I realized that I thought to myself, this has got to be teaching me something, right? There has got to be a reason that I ended up pregnant with my last baby 
Um, if you didn't catch the story on my Insta stories, we also sold our home right before this all hit. So we were, we had to move. So I'm pregnant moving and, um, having a baby during a pandemic must be teaching me something, right? The universe is trying to teach me something. And I think that really I've learned possibly the greatest lesson I've learned in my lifetime. And I think of that picture of that mom holding her newborn baby on the hospital bed after she's given birth with her fist raised in the air. And when I look at that picture, my anxiety fades because I suddenly know the lesson I'm supposed to learn here is that I am strong and that I can take a picture with my fist in the air because I can do hard things. I may have anxiety, but that doesn't define me. I am not given more than I can handle and I can handle what's being thrown at me and I can do this. And I think we need to have that same picture, but it needs to be a teacher sitting behind their distance learning setup in their home with their fist raised in the air. And that's my point of tying these two stories together is because thousands and thousands and thousands of teachers were thrown into this enormous task of continuing the education for children and families who are dealing with a crisis. And then, of course, their own families and their own things they've got going on. And teachers were given the seemingly impossible task of staying connected with kids. And they accepted that task wholeheartedly. And they showed up and they were here for it. And they did it. And they're still, we're still doing it. And we are learning to show up for our students in this new way, even though it's really hard. And we're adjusting our expectations for this school year. And we're learning that we can do hard things. And so all of that to say that being online, starting an online business, that may have seemed once like such a hard thing. Like I want to do it. It's on my to-do list. It's it's definitely something I want to start, but um, I just can't. But I would be willing to bet now that your mindset has shifted around that, that now that we've somewhat tackled this whole online learning thing, or at least we've begun to tackle it, starting an online business doesn't seem quite as scary. I'm just kind of guessing uh, that that's where you are because we now know that in the face of uncertainty and self-doubt and difficulty, we can persevere. So I asked my Teacher Hustle Podcast Facebook group what they thought the secret was to having a successful online business. And their answers, I just love these. I want to make like a piece of art and hang it on my wall with these words. Here's what they said. This is what they said was the secret to having a successful online business. Persistence, willingness to transform, patience, momentum, desire, systems, consistency, passion, hustle and grit, connection. Isn't that so perfect? And isn't that the same thing we've had to show up with during our transition to online learning? Isn't that the same toolkit we used to maintain learning for our students during a pandemic? Persistence, willingness to transform, patience, momentum, desire, systems, consistency, passion, hustle and grit, connection. It's the same set of skills. It's that same, it's that teacher hustle. It's that special sort of passion that meets persistence that teachers just innately have. That's why I started this whole business. That's why I started this podcast. Teachers have these qualities. 
it's that same fist in the air, we can do this and we will do this, that we've applied to this pivotal moment in our careers and in the lives of our students and their families. Those are the same qualities you need to start and run a successful online business. And the amazing thing about having an online business is that it can also give us the income we need to get through these difficult times. It's going to keep money flowing through our economy. It will give us a creative outlet that we need because we're not surrounded by our physical classrooms and, you know, our coworkers and all of that. We need some sort of outlet right now. And it can provide us with that. It can provide us with a creative outlet. It can provide us with a community. And it gives us the opportunity to impact classrooms around the world. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you about the four ways you can make money online as a teacher. Now, there are millions of ways you can make money online, but these are the ones I'm most excited about. And I really love to talk about businesses where teachers serve other teachers because we each have something unique and special to offer to this kind of teacher world, as I call it, or the teacher space online. And there's plenty of opportunity to help one another. So that's a great place to start. And before I dive into the four ways to make money online, I do want to tell you, I have a quiz that I created when I first started this business last year called What's Your Teacher Hustle? And thousands of teachers have taken the quiz to help them match up their style and their strengths with the popular ways of making money online. So I'm going to cover the four ways here to make money online. But after I do that, if you're still unsure about which way is right for you, you should definitely go check out this quiz. It's fun. It only takes a few minutes and it's a great indicator of which online business model is right for you. And you can take it at alyssamcdonald.com slash quiz. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. All right, let me start with the most obvious. You probably all know about this one. The first way you can make money online is by selling a digital product. And when I say digital product, I mean any product you can sell online. It's not something that you print and you mail. It's sold and exchanged through the digital space. So that could be worksheets, lesson plans, planners. It could be printable decor, templates, videos, ebooks, workbooks, clip art, stock photos. The list goes on and on. Think about where your strengths lie. Is there something you could create and sell that could be transferred digitally? The benefits of selling a digital product are that there are there's hardly any overhead. There's uh, you just have to create it and sell it, right? You don't have to pay for inventory. You don't have the overhead cost of storing that inventory. You don't need to package anything. You don't need to ship anything. It's simply an exchange of a of a digital file. And I know you all know about Teachers Pay Teachers. TPT is one place you can sell your digital products in the online space. You can also sell them independently on your own website. It just takes a little bit more of an understanding about marketing and how to bring your perfect audience into your world if you're going to do that on your own. Now, the other great thing about this business model is that it's very passive. So for example, let's say that over the next few months, you create five digital products and you put them on Teachers Pay Teachers. If your listing title and your description are optimized to sell, if you created a product your audience wants, you're likely going to make some sales right away from those five products. 
And even if they were just $5 a piece, you'd, you'd pay TPT a percentage to list your products on their site. But the advantage is that TPT is doing some of that marketing for you because they have an existing marketplace where teachers are already showing up to buy products. So you will be found pretty easily if you know how to set up your listing right and if you're creating something your audience needs and wants. If they're priced at $5 a piece and maybe you sell 10 of them, you've made 50 bucks. And so take out the fee that you paid to TPT, but that's a pretty good start. For the amount of work you put in though, into those five products, you're probably like, well, I wanna make more than $50. And so this is where it gets better. Let's say for the next three months, you can't put any more effort into your business and you do absolutely nothing, not one thing. You create no new products, you get really busy with schoolwork and life, and you just cannot give your online business any attention at all. Your product will keep selling because teachers will continue to find it and you will still make money on those products that you made that month that you actually did have time to make those products. So even if you only made $50 each month for the next three months, you still made enough money to contribute to your bills or go on a shopping trip or whatever without even lifting a finger. You didn't have to work any hours of any day. You didn't have to show up to a job and work uh, an hourly shift. It just continued to make you money. That's passive income. But let's say you do lift a finger because you're persistent. You have that teacher hustle. Let's say you devote some time to learning how to market those products. So you begin to get your products out there into the online space beyond just listing it on TPT. Let's say some of those products are highly desirable to your audience and you work on your marketing and you sell 50 units the next month. And then the next month you sell 75 units and the next month, a hundred units. Your business will grow and we're not even talking about adding more products. We're just talking about marketing the five you already made. If you make more products, you can just continue to multiply this and you can see where this model could just really quickly take off. You'd be building an online business that would bring in a sizable income for your family each month. And the amount of energy and effort that you put into that type of a business model is exactly equal to the amount of income that you will make each month. If you put the effort in, if you build it up right, it will pay off. If you learn about marketing and creating quality products, you can build your business up in the beginning and then sort of let it ride out and and kind of take a step back. And those products will continue to grow and they will continue to sell. So that's a really great model to get into. And this way of making money online is perfect for people who love instructional design. And we know that teachers in general like their digital products to be functional, but they also like them to be pretty. So if you have an eye for graphic design in general, this is right up your alley. And if you like creating worksheets and coming up with creative ideas, this business is perfect for you, but it's not for everybody. And so that's something I I oftentimes hear is like teachers think TPT is the only way to make money online. And that's not the case. So if you hate creating things for your own classroom on the computer, if you would rather pay somebody else to do that stuff for you, if coming up with new innovative ideas for instruction drives you crazy and you'd rather just kind of have it laid out for you, this might not be the business for you. This is for those really creative types who love to sit down on their laptop and create. So don't force it if it's not you. I've got some three other options for you, so don't worry. Let's dive into moneymaker number two. That's online education. The online education industry is booming. And chances are 
you already have tackled 99% of the technology you need for this business model just by being thrown into the whole distance learning thing. It's essentially the same idea. So when I say online education, I'm talking about courses, memberships, coaching, consulting, training, workshops, basically professional development, but done online. And it doesn't have to be professional development necessarily. It doesn't even have to relate to teaching. You really could teach people how to play guitar or how to cross stitch. There are classes online for any topic, really. Um, The difference is that your class is online, not in person. So anything that you would teach in person, you could teach online into a larger audience, more people at once. So many of us listen to the marketing big gurus, the big wigs, right? And we think, all right, if I want to make money online, I got to have a full-blown signature course. But the problem is that nine times out of 10, your audience doesn't want 10 modules of training with five videos in each module and, you know, 75 page workbook. They don't have time for it. They just want something light and simple. And so that's why I talk a lot about the idea of an online event, something that is kind of quick and easy to tackle, like a mini course or a workshop that teaches your audience one tangible thing they can walk away with. Just like when you go to a training in real life for school, like a PD, and you walk away with something you actually can use in your classroom the next day, that's the type of online training that I love, and I think that that's a great option for many of you. And many teachers are doing that right now. They're showing up with trainings around Google products or how to take your teaching online, which is wonderful. But please don't limit yourself to what everyone else is doing. Be true to you. What's the thing you're known for? What can you help teachers with and how can you show up with your own unique skills and talents in the online education space? This model of making money online is perfect for teachers because uh, we were born to teach. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who are trying to get in on this online education uh, pie, their slice of the pie, and they have no idea how to teach. They're not teachers. They're really skilled at what they do. Maybe they teach about baking vegan recipes or sewing wedding dresses, and they're really good at that, but they have to learn not only how to create this mini course or this workshop and the tech and the selling and the launching and all of that, but they have to learn how to teach and how to coach and to get their students to retain the content. We have that part. That's what we're that's what we're good at. So if you want to learn more about putting together an online event like a mini course or a workshop, I actually created a mini course on this exact topic, how to do it, how to launch it, how to create it, the tech you need to put into place, how to do it all on a budget. Because I know you guys don't all want to jump in and invest in like online education software and all of that. It's just three simple chunks. It walks you through all of that um, in the world of online education. And so I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes for that. If you're interested in that business model, that will really help you kick it off. The third way to make money online is to sell physical products. Now, this one's a little bit different than a purely online business because there's some physical inventory you have to deal with and order, and you have to be aware of supply and demand and packaging and shipping. But most of your marketing and most of your selling happens online, so I'm still classifying it as an online business. You could sell just about anything. Creative teachers seem to love to sell things like stickers, earrings, t-shirts, mugs, products that make other teachers and other people feel happy and connected. 
Uh, in fact, in the Teacher Hustle U crew, we just did a secret sunshine game where you sent one piece of happy mail and uh, it was usually something that was created by a teacher seller or a small business owner. And then you sent it to another crew member. So that was really fun. Crew members got everything from subscription boxes to personalized wine glasses. There's just so many wonderful products out there on the on, in the online space and so this business is perfect for those of you who love to craft and get on your Cricut and your silhouette, but you don't have to be crafty to do this. You can also sell physical products that you have not handmade yourself. You can simply be the middleman who does the marketing and the selling. If you do a subscription box, it's usually you're pulling together those products from different sources. Uh, or if you make a t-shirt or a sticker, if you sell a t-shirt or a sticker, you don't have to hand make it. You can usually, you can also order it from a third party site and then, and then sell it from there. But either way, you're still coming up with the creative spin on the product or curating products and doing the work behind getting it out to your audience. So that's where the online piece comes into play. And for this business, you need to be organized. You need to be willing to learn a lot about marketing because that's really most of where most of your work comes in. And it's also going to make all the difference in your sales. The last way to make money online is one of my favorites. It's through freelance work. And it's one of my favorites because you can start it tomorrow. You could literally start it tonight, like right now. <laughs> you know, freelancing is when you're paid by someone else to complete some work for them. So usually it's work for an online business you could simply freelance for other teacher sellers and you'll stay very busy. Teacher sellers will keep you really busy. Teacher sellers need help with things like writing blog posts, staying up to date on social media, creating pins, graphics, designing their products, their website, writing emails, blog posts, producing videos, producing podcasts. There's so much to do as an online business owner that it is a lot easier to hire out for some of it because you can free up your time to work on other things. And you could step in and do some of these tasks for someone else and be paid to do it. And you need nothing to get started with this business model. But I would suggest that you pick a specialty because as usual, we've got a niche down, right? Instead of trying to do it all and be everything to everyone, figure out what you're good at and go searching for the people who are looking for help with that particular thing and then get really good at that particular thing. And one of our THU crew members is doing this right now. She's offering to make your PDF TPT products into digital products and she's already completely booked out because she's getting known as the person who can help you change your products over to digital. If you do really good work for your first couple of clients, you're going to stay booked through word of mouth. You don't really have to do much else. But of course, if you market your business and you get organized, it's going to help you grow that business even more quickly. So whether you decide to sell digital or physical products, you create an online event, or even you start freelancing, there's something for everyone on this list. And with a little bit of persistence, with that special teacher hustle we have, with the passion to make it work, you can start bringing in income from more than one source to help give yourself a cushion during this difficult time. Remember, you don't have to tackle a new business during this time. Go back and listen to my episode from last week if you don't believe me. You can keep Netflix in. You can simply keep on getting through the days. I won't blame you one bit. But when you are ready to take on the world, and I know you will be, come back and listen to this episode and then put your fist in the air and snap a pic of yourself doing it because you are a teacher and teachers have that special hustle, that one that keeps them going in good times and bad times, the one that shows the world we can can do this.
And seriously, if you take that picture, tag me on Instagram, teacher by nap time, because I need to see it and I need to take the picture too. We've got this. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a creative educator who is wanting to start their business online. Maybe you have started your business, but you can't gain any traction because as soon as you take one step forward, there are a million more things you're supposed to be doing like blogging or podcasting, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Maybe you've heard all the marketing podcasts, but there's so much conflicting information. You just want the roadmap to success. I know sometimes it feels like the big name marketing experts don't understand our lives as teachers. You might be worried you're going to spend all your time and money on creating your online business, or maybe you already have spent tons of time and money and no one is going to show up to buy the thing you have to offer. And you're worried about how you're going to stand out among the rest. If you don't want a degree in marketing, but you want to inspire other teachers and you want to stand out among the rest and create a voice and share your thoughts and ideas and bring in some money, but it all feels a little overwhelming. I have good news for you. You are exactly where you need to be. You have everything you need to share your passion and to make some serious cash in the process. I want to introduce my signature training for creative teachers like you, Teacher Hustle University, and you can get your hands on my step-by-step guide to designing an online business with a strategic, purposeful marketing plan. The Teacher Hustle University framework is your chance to build that solid foundation in marketing for your online business, to make a difference in classrooms around the world, to generate a steady monthly income, and to put it all on autopilot so you can enjoy life's moments. I teach you all of the pieces of the framework for Teacher Hustle University inside my free masterclass, which you can find at alissamcdonald.com slash masterclass.